Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job to fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. 
proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. Scalpel. Scalpel. Tweezers. Tweezers. Ham sandwich. Ham what? Sandwich. I was going to eat lunch when I got my oil changed earlier, but take five is so fast I didn't have time. But sir, you can't eat during surgery. Eh, one bite won't hurt. Mm. Whoops. Uh, Napkin. Napkin! At Take 5, your oil change is faster than you think. Take 5, the stay-in-your-car 10-minute oil change. This is Del Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. Save-A-Lot Food serving Columbia since 1994 is celebrating their grand reopening at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard with amazing deals and you can even register for prizes. Open from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. seven days a week. Check out our weekly flyers for great deals on your favorite products. Save-A-Lot stores are 100% employee-owned and operated and proud to be local. Save-A-Lot Food Stores. Shop the dot. Save-A-Lot. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. About that fight song, fight music, that stuff's good for your soul. When you hear the private Southland band do their thing, it's traditional as it is, and there's just something about it. It's like that old Gaither song, there's something about that name. There's just something about it, man. It just does something to you. Great Monday to you and yours. I'm talking about uh, those of you on the radio. Our, our our preamble music we play before the program. We always play a bunch of Pride of the Southland Band stuff here at tclub.team. And that's what we did today as we get excited 
Man, thank God I got a couple good nights sleeps last couple nights. Boy, did I need it. Uh, here we are. The Vols blow out South Carolina over the weekend, and uh, Tennessee's going to carry on now without Brew McCoy. And Bino, Jeff, and Bry, good morning, guys. And Bino, I want to start with you today. Um, your thoughts on what we all saw in the Inland Stadium Saturday. Some people accuse me of being low energy and the show of being low energy, which I apologize for on the blog today. But, man, I was like... Um, coming down with something kind of feverish the other day. I don't know if you've ever been there, but when you're there, you really don't feel in a good mood. And then when Milton threw that interception in the first half, it just kind of set me off. And I'm, I'm trying not to let that get to me. And I'm just kind of doing my best. When you don't feel good, though, you see the warts instead of the real, the good stuff, which the good stuff is, and we'll start here, I think the Vols are alive maybe to to, uh, to do better than I thought at 9-3. and three. I still think that's very much alive. They might win this division, Bino. I think that Georgia game's in play right now. Can we ask that today on a Monday? Now that we've hit the bye week, can we ask that question? Georgia looks beatable to me. Uh, absolutely, Tony. I think you've, uh, you've said it. Uh, John Adams has written it. And said it probably, but uh, you know, there. This is going to be uh, just a, a really challenging, fun remainder of the season uh, because there are only two games left where the outcome's assured. Yep. And that's UConn and Vandy. Yep. Uh, the remaining five games, they're all losable and they're all winnable. So it just matters. I mean, what can we do in that five-game stretch? How many of those five games can we find a way to win? Which is wild, right? Yeah. Because I would, be have thought, I, I would have thought before the year, Kentucky and Missouri can't play with Tennessee. And I would have thought before the year, Tennessee can't play with Georgia. Great. And now I think every game – is in play. Friend of mine has two kids that graduated from Georgia. We were talking today. And he's going down to see Georgia play this weekend. Um and I say to him, What do you think? He said, Anything can happen this weekend. He said Georgia could literally get us in that building. He said, I'm, I'm going in there with the mindset that anything can happen. He said, we're not winning anything this year. We're not winning any national championship. And, and he said, we're going to be lucky to win a league. Which, you know what? When you're, when you're a fan and you're kind of honest about things, you sort of recalibrate. And The other night, man, my halftime thing, I had like 500 or some odd listeners during my halftime huddle. And, man, I was so... I was so negative, but it was really, I mean, looking back on it, it was really because I was feeling kind of ill, but I just look at this Tennessee team, and, and the one thing that scares me right now is that Joe Milton's starting to throw the ball up for grabs. That's um, that's the thing that's going to, and I'm, I'm not going to make it all about quarterback play, but when you have a running game like ours, the thing that's going to really hurt this team is turning the ball over. 
And, and Josh Heupel, I think, is going to have to recalibrate things here. There's going to be more than one way to skin a cat. These guys got to get run first. It's what they do best. Him throwing I the football. Already done that, so. Yeah, him throwing the ball is not our you strength. Know, it's just not. Have uh, I don't want to jinx it, but am I right? The running backs have yet to fumble this year. It's incredible. The, the level is that right? And the blocking, the level of execution in that run game right now is very, very good. Very good. You know, Tony, I, I think they've already done that. I think they've already recalibrated. I think this is a run-first football team. And the strange thing is, and Joe Milton did throw two interceptions, uh, but strangely, I thought he actually directed the offense better than he had at any point in this year. Interesting. I thought for the most part he got the ball out on time and on target, and the pace was and the tempo was much better uh, than it's been at any point this year. Well, and so kudos to Matt, who says, and he's basically timed it out, but Tennessee's a much faster team when Cooper Mays is at center. What's interesting about this year is that Tennessee just played, what, five football games? And I'm not sure they played a team that's going to a bowl game. So the the level of competition here is getting yeah. ready to you talk about step up, but I don't know how much it's going to step up either, because it's just a glut of teams here in this league. I, I really believe that. That the thing that makes this year so interesting is even the alleged elite teams just have football teams this year, and I don't know how that's happened because this league spends all this money. These rich boosters spend all this money on this stuff. Everybody's got a fortified uh, roster, but it's almost like internally the the NFL draft and those departures, which are huge, by the way, in this league to the top-end teams, including Tennessee from last year, plus the transfer portal has just eroded, absolutely eroded and attacked some of the other teams. So I want to take your temperature today. I'm asking you a question. Here's a question. Are the Vols alive to win the SEC? Can can we think in those terms? Are we allowed to think in those terms? I mean, I, I realize we have a loss. I realize the loss is to Georgia. I mean, to uh, Florida, rather. Uh, I realize we've lost the Florida game twice. Because Florida proved once and for all the absolute garbage they are. And they have a garbage football team. That's a, that is a junk team the Vols got blown out by. Junk. I don't know they make a bowl game. I mean, let's, let's look at Florida's schedule here real quick. What's our record right now, Bri? What's Florida's record? They would be 3-2, and two, I believe. Okay. And do they have like a one double A win or are they okay, they beat in Charlotte? Let's see here. They beat McNeese State. Uh, McNeese. They beat know, does that Charlotte. Count? Does McNeese count? Are they a division one team or do we know? No, that's an FCS team. All right. So really they're uh, a bad one. For all intents and purposes, they're what? Two and two? Basically they have two division one yeah, wins. But you get to count your FCS win though. Oh you do, okay. So they play yeah. um they play Vanderbilt. That's a win. They go to South Carolina. They will not win that game. They go uh, Georgia. That's a joke. Uh, Arkansas is a coin flip. 
LSU, they will not win that game. At Missouri, they will not win that game, and they will not beat Florida State. They've got five wins, maybe. A team can't play. Kentucky, Beanstar, I know you were at the ball game. Did you see any of that Florida game? Because it was absolutely shocking how bad they were. Shocking. And by the way, if I'm a Kentucky fan this morning, I wake up and say, for the first time in my lifetime, we can win this division. I believe that if I'm a Kentucky fan. I think Tennessee fans can believe it. I think Kentucky fans can believe it. The path to this thing, when you look at it, we knew it was going to be a wacky season. This, the path of this thing might just go through Lexington, which is really stupid to say out loud. But it is a buzz. Listen, LSU has two losses in September already. Or they came out of September with two losses. And if Lane Kiffin could have, can coach a little bit, Ole Miss would have done the same thing to Alabama. I mean, it's a wacko year. Well, to win the division, Tony, I, I don't think there's any doubt that Kentucky has to win this weekend in Athens, and I don't believe they'll do that. Um, I, I I still don't see I, – I know Georgia's not uh, what they were uh, by any stretch, uh, but I still don't see the team in the East that's going to unseat them. Well – I think it was throaty today. Somebody on the blog over at tclub.teamer, it might have been our guest essayist, who had a great uh, essay on the Vols, although he was really hard on Joe Milton. Some people just are very, very, very hard on Milton. I I don't – I'm like with Bino. I think he was okay the other night. He wasn't great. He's okay. I mean, my concern is – Bino thought he was better than I did, but he he throws the ball up for grabs right now. You can't do that if you're going to beat people. But I'm not going to belabor that. It kind of is what it is. Tennessee needs to run the ball, keep the ball basically away from his decision-making and, and and go for it, in my opinion. Now, me and Bino are going to differ on that a little bit. But, hey, what a night. That dark mode thing, all the tools now that they have to play with, the way they can flip the lights on and off and everything else. What would you think of it, Bino, the other night? Uh, I, I think the game presentation is just fantastic, Tony. And I, you know, I know most of it's be, I'm, I'm beyond the years of enjoying a lot of it, but, uh, they're doing a fantastic job of, of game presentation over there. As good as it's, it's always been good. It's, it's exceptional now. So we'll go to the phones if you want to get in and opportunity for you to jump in. Do, do you find the Vols, um, Alive in the East today? I mean, look. Georgia's got to come here. Georgia's got to gonna have to win here. Now, Tennessee can't afford to stumble, but Georgia's got to win here. That Georgia team was not good the other day with Auburn. They were not Tennessee's good. really, they're really due to get Georgia. They are, Brian. All summer, I thought to myself, there's no way in the world Tennessee could even stay on the field with them. Georgia just lost too many players on both lines of scrimmage. Guys, I, I don't want to be the skunk at the garden party here, but I'll be really, really, ha- really, really happy if Tennessee can win three of those five toss-up games. Nine and three, right? Nine and three. 
be a great if season. If they can win three of those five games, yep. uh, that's not going to win the division. Yep. Uh, but I'll be I'll be real happy with that because we're not as good as I thought we would be. Kentucky and Missouri are both better than I thought they would be, and we have to play both of those teams on the road. Yep. Uh, we we do get Texas A and M and Georgia at home, which I, uh, I I give us a better chance of winning those games in Neyland than I would if we were going on the road to play either one of those two teams. So one of our themes this week is going to be the whole. And, and we're going to get some people on and preview this Alabama A&M game this week as we go because we don't have a game. And really, that's our game. Because and, and we'll have guests on during the week. Because here's the deal. You're playing both those teams back-to-back, and you get a chance to see that. And you don't, you don't get that much in this league. You just, that doesn't happen much. You're off, and then you get a chance to play both teams. The question becomes, as a living Vol fan... What do you want to see happen? And we'll set this up as part of today's show. No hype all today. Wall-to-wall calls. Want to talk to you about what you saw Saturday night. We were on about, oh, I don't know. What time was it? 3.15, 3.30, Sunday morning. I didn't get to bed till like 4.30, 5 o'clock. What's better for us this weekend? What's a better result? Alabama suffering their second loss this early in the season, which is extremely fun. Or A&M getting the air pulled out of their balloon before they come to Neyland Stadium. Because if they get the air pulled out of their balloon, and Petrino, you know it's just a matter of time before Petrino and Jimbo Fisher are going to point fingers at each other. And if old Nicky boy dials it up on him, if old Nicky boy dials it up on him, what's better? Beanstar, from your alleged opinion to God's ears, what's better? From a Tennessee perspective. Uh an absolute knockdown, drag out, physical uh, contest, regardless of who wins it. Like a five overtime game. Yes. Or a, a two point shootout that goes on for an hour. That's my opinion. I, I think, in a way, I think um, Alabama winning might actually help the balls a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then Alabama coming into the Tennessee game could be a little bit, could be due to have a letdown. Mm-hmm. Who's Bama play after they play A&M, Brian? Are they off? No, I think they play, I want to say Arkansas, maybe. Boy, that's an off week. Let me see. Sam Pittman's fun that he had back in COVID year and a little after that. Airs out of that balloon. Poor Arkansas. I feel sorry for the Arkansas fans. They ought to get in a league where they could compete and make a playoff every once in a while and get back to being the proud. Uh, What's the term everybody uses today? Um uh pro 
product. No, not product. Brand, 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 brand. The, the, the proud brand they once were. Doesn't that sound good? A brand. Um, I refuse to be commodified. So yeah, they they play Arkansas call on me the fourteenth. Um, so Bino wants a knockdown drag out. Bino, I need more from you. Do you want Alabama, like Brian Hartman, to win the game? Bama wins, then A and M comes in. Uh, sort of a wounded animal. And the Vols can put them out of their misery. Uh, yes, I, I guess it would be better if Alabama were to win. Um, uh, A&M will be a little bit more desperate if that happens. But, uh, you know, I'm, I, I, I would think you would always want your opponent to lose the game before yours. So they've got some doubts. You know what? You know what? You know where I'm going though. I'm gonna lean on history here, right? Hear me out, because we're gonna talk about this all week. It's gonna be a nice debate in Rocky Top, which is the fun of this. The fun of having a football team that matters again, like we do, is you can look at an elite game in this league, which I haven't seen the schedule. It's gotta be the three thirty game, right? Is that correct? The East, the three thirty Eastern CBS game. That is right, yes. That game's on CBS. Tennessee, SP. Yeah, the Alabama A&M game yeah. is a CBS game, I believe. I mean, yes. sight unseen. I'm just assuming that. So yeah. he- here's the deal, guys. Hear me out. Tell me if this makes sense. I've kind of given this some thought, and we were kicking this around the middle of the night the other night, and it was, it was might have been Ewad that said this, Eric Waddell, or maybe it was Matt. I don't know. I don't, I don't know my name at this point, but we were – talking about this deal and from a Tennessee perspective wouldn't it be better if A&M wins here's why my belief is that A&M's football program from time immemorial is one that just doesn't handle things well the Alabama games in their building they handle Alabama all of a sudden. The Southeastern Conference is going to be, that division is going to be in their hands. Bray Wyatt. Hey, Brian, um, how many times has A&M won a division since they've been in the league? That would be zero. Mm. But, you know, you see what I'm getting at here? Their history is, I want you guys to think about this now. I don't know whether this is right or not. Generally, I'm with you guys. A&M's history is win this week, come to Knoxville, and trip all over yourself. Fumble the ball three or four times. That's who they are. They are a never was, never were, never have been. Last division championship, Brian, happened when? We looked this up the other night, Melbourne night. When was it, Brian? Tell tell the living listener when it was. It was nineteen ninety eight. What? What? Say it again, Brian. Nineteen hundred and ninety eight. Sabino, I posit to you. They couldn't even win a division with Johnny Football. 
It would be getting late when they rock in here, second half of the season. What do you think, Bino? Uh, I think you can make that argument, certainly, Tony. Yeah. I, I could see them winning a big game and uh, then just kind of resting on their laurels for at least a week and getting popped here. Now, I will tell you this about them, because really it's about them right now. And, and we really need to focus on them. They're fantastic. Now, I, I, I make fun of their history, but I will tell you this, keeping it 100 with you. I'm just trying to keep it a hungy over here. They have great line play. Not good line play, great line play. They have a Georgia-looking defensive line. And an old-school Florida-looking from the Spurrier years wide receiving core. Now, how that plays, I don't know. How that plays in our game, I don't. Again, I want them to win this weekend, and then I want history to take over. But A and M is a to me when I look at us and I look at them, and I can get negative on you here. They look like a scary proposition for us. I don't know if you guys have gotten a good look at them, but they were really impressive with Arkansas over the weekend. Really impressive. What do y'all think? Yeah, I, I mean, Tony, any, I, I think most years you're going to pale in comparison if you look at talent put on the field uh, between Tennessee and Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're, they generally have a loaded roster. You just have to bank on them having a Miami weekend, which yep. they have two or three a year. Which is really amazing. How do they do it, Bino? How do you think that? And what must it be like to be one of their fans and know that our roster, they lost to Miami, Miami? What are you kidding me? Say, say, huh? Got, uh, got killed. Yeah, they got run over. Huh? Bino, how uh, incredible is it? To see that Pierce kid turn loose the other day. That poor freshman tackle. And they didn't help him. Pierce forced that interception, that ball that was thrown up to Haddon. You don't think that guy's coming, do you? That Pierce guy? Oh, yeah. And that Joseph's yeah. kid? You know, we, uh, we, we talk a lot about areas where we've kind of missed in recruiting. Um, I, I tell you, they're not missing much on the defensive side of football. Nope. Because you, you look over there and you got James Pierce and you got Joshua Josephs. Yep. I think Elijah Herring's going to be a really good football player. Yep. Uh, Arian Carter, yep. all underclassmen. And what little bit I've seen of him, uh, Jordan Thomas needs to get out there in the secondary a lot more than they're playing him, too. And there, you know, there's you know, all of those guys are, most of them are sophomores and Carter's freshmen. God bless it. Got those two dudes what? coaching that secondary. They're married, married to those upperclassmen that run like I do. No offense. What the, what was Beamer doing throwing on third and 22 there? Like it, Bri? At the end Stupid. of the half. Like it, Brian. I mean, all stupid. you have to do is 
You go in. We talked about how if that's a game at halftime, that really, really. Oh my God, South Carolina. Yeah, we're in borderline trouble. They were going to be right in that game. No doubt. Seventeen ten. Hey, a one score game there at halftime. The way we're going on offense and whatever we do, we're in borderline trouble there. Dumb. Hey, I've 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 been on Haddon a lot, uh, justifiably, and he. I mean, he was probably where he needed to be because they needed twenty two yards. But giving this, that was a hell of a catch. That ball's not easily. Most of our receivers don't make that catch. Speaking of which, and then we'll go to the phones. Shout out Brew McCoy today. It's an absolutely brutal, horrendous game. Major college football. Jason Swain has a saying when I used to work with him. And he's good people. You know, Jason did his uh, program out of here for six weeks when he was in between stations. And um, so I love Swainy. He did it right out of the studio several years ago. And uh, we opened our house to him and would do it again. He has a saying that football is a game you play to your body no longer cooperates at whatever level you're playing at. For some people, that's high school. For some people, that's college. And for some people, they get to the pros. They, they learn that NFL means not for long for a lot of people. I mean, you see just so many gruesome things that occur. That Brew McCoy injury the other night, um... Man, what a brutal game. Absolutely brutal game. And it's a miracle with the bodies that are flying around and rolling around on the field every play. It's really, I think it's really almost miraculous that doesn't happen more often with people rolling up on people. You know, when you stop and think about it. Thank God it does. I agree, Tony. Prayers to Brew. He's he's a leader on this team. He plays kind of a man's man game yep. when he's on the field, and and he'll be missed. Uh, praying for a a quick and complete recovery for for Brew. All right, let's go to the phones. Well, I, I want to mention this. He recovered a fumble by I think it was Small earlier in the game. Sure did. That could have been a big spot. So. Back to the phones we go. There's your one running back fumble, Brian. But I don't think we've lost one, to your point. Let's go to the phones and get a – this team hasn't been turning it over, and they haven't really been creating a bunch, but it was great to score with your defense. See, that's how different the game can be. Ask Titan fans how different the game can be when you're scoring with your defense. Hello and welcome into our first call. Hey, Tony. Good morning. It's, or good day. Holly. Hey, Holly. Good day to you. Good day to all y'all. Thank you. Uh, as usual, I pretty much uh, am agreeing with Bino on what he's had to say thus far this morning. I love the balls, and I think they're great, but I don't see how we can win the SEC, and I'm not even sure that we can win our division this year. But after the game last Saturday night, I did yeah. a lot of thinking about maybe how I've been way too hard on the team uh, and frustrated and all, and you know, I know there's still a work in progress. Um, they're never going to be last year and all that, but 
you know, I got to thinking, with Cooper Mays back and the running game getting better and better, and I'm thinking, okay, kind of relax about worrying about Joe Milton's passing accuracy and more about his running and then the defensive line doing better every game. I think we could really, really end the season strong. I just I have a feeling. Then I got to looking this morning when I was eating breakfast. I was trying to figure out who we played where. And, you know, the, the last uh, games, EDM, of course, is coming to Neyland. Yep. And I think it's going to be a brutal game. I think they are great. But, man, oh, man, it is tough to, lose, uh, to win in Neyland. So I don't know that they're going to beat us. And I actually think we've got a chance to beat Georgia because it's, again, in Neyland. But I'm more worried about the losing the Kentucky game in Lexington and the Alabama game in um, uh, Tuscaloosa because, you know, they kind of have the same atmosphere that we have. And I think that that plays such a big, big uh, factor in the games nowadays with how, you know, we have these environments and, I mean, Saturday night, watching it on TV with my family, I was mesmerized with all the stuff they were doing. And, you know, it was a pretty wonderful atmosphere when I was there, but it is unbelievable now. And I think that you have to always uh, factor that in. It's almost like when you come to Neyland, if it's a revenge game and it's at Neyland and at night, you walk on the field, and you're down by 14 points already. That's just my thought. Well, and, and um, listen, I think when there's a lot of teams, one of our contribs over at uh, tclub.team wrote today that when you have a lot of teams like the league has, the road wins are going to be very, very hard to come by, and, and I think that's accurate. I, I think Heupel's number right now is 4-5 and five through a couple of years on the road. And obviously, last year, Tennessee had that meltdown at South Carolina, the meltdown with Georgia. So, you know, um, I mean, he hasn't exactly been sterling on the road th- thus far uh, during his young career here. I mean, I'm not trying to be critical, but I- I'm just pointing something out. I don't I don't think he's alone. It's, it's hard winning on the road. Look at Georgia over the weekend. Georgia easily could have lost that game, and that, and that was a – I tell you what, they crank it up down there on the plains uh, when they have a shot to win a game. That's a tough place to play. Auburn is when they have a t- when they have a. They were certainly a twelfth man the other day. There's no question about that. Oh, and I just looked up the Alabama A uh, and M line is Alabama by three and a half at, and it's played at A and M. So that's kind of weird to me, but I don't know. A and M's tough to beat at college station but they're not when you play them like when they come to tennessee i really believe that that's gonna make the difference and the last thing i wanted to say was uh did did you guys by any chance catch a look at our beloved tony v on the sideline when squirrel caught that pass oh yeah he was so funny and just right there and i actually saw him say because i thought it it was pass interference and I thought that you know he dropped it but he didn't and, and I could see Tony and he was like doing his ball for life sign and he could tell right off the bat being right there that he had caught it I think he's the best cheerleader we have 
I just thought that was hilarious watching him on the sideline. I've come to the conclusion, Holly, after seeing him over the weekend, we played Friday night. My band did down at Boyd's Shig and Reel. And we didn't get done until like 12.35 Eastern time. Like we played, we had a huge crowd, and we just played for another half hour, basically for free, essentially, because we were having so much fun. Tony was there. And Tony had just come from, I texted him, because I know he lives downtown. I said, hey, we're going to be playing out if you get a chance to stop by. And he came by, and uh, then when I saw, he, he told me that he had just come from that celebration for the 25th anniversary of the national championship team and he had his orange on and you know some people in there kind of knew who he was some didn't and i said tony almost can i scream in the microphone and shout you out he goes you better not so when he was walking away holly what do you think i did on the microphone oh yeah and he got mobbed (laughs) he got mobbed i've come to the conclusion that after watching him uh jumping up and down a la um Gus Manning back in the Clemson game, I've come to the conclusion that we're overpaying Tony Valls. I think he would do that job for like $20,000 a year, and I'm going to tell him that. I think that guy loves it here. Okay? I sure hope so. I think that dude loves this place. I think that the entire Ball Nation would have a complete meltdown if he left. Well... He is so fun. But, uh, Holly, thank you. Good call. Thank you. Y'all have a great week. Bino, you think he'll like that? In fact, I'm going to have you, Bino, when he comes down the Friday of the A&M game. He'll be down there with us. I'm going to have you tell him that, Bino, that he's overpaid and that we've decided as a radio family that um, he would do this for nothing. Looks like he's having so much fun. You. You do your own heavy lifting there, Doug Dickey. <laughs> we uh, go back to the TLD Logistics hotline, online at tldlogistics.com as we continue with more. It is, we're flying on a Monday after this. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. Alert, alert! Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler Dodge Jeep or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224.
In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood, along with the award-winning service and advice Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. Hey, hun, did you see this Oktoberfest at Riverside Park in Columbia? A what fest? Oktoberfest, Friday, September 29th at 6 p.m. An Oktoberfest in September? It's a fundraiser for Room in the Inn of Murray County. There's even a wiener race. A wiener schnitzel race? No wiener dogs. There's food, live music, beer, and even keg roll. Beer? Yeah, local craft beer tastings. Sounds fun. I'm in. Where do we get tickets? At the gate or on the web at roominthein.co. I got our favorite grocer on the line, Miles Johnson. How are you doing today? Well, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, buddy. It's a nice day out there. It's not too hot, but uh, I know the deals are hot at Foodland. Oh, yeah, they're great here at Foodland. The one that runs all through the week includes T-bone steaks, four ninety nine a pound, whole boneless pork loins, two thirty nine a pound, iceberg lettuce, two for three, Heinz ketchup, two for six, Heinz mustard, two for five. Wow, great deals right there. Again, you guys are located right there in West 7th. You're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. till 9 p.m. Very convenient, very easy in, easy out. Uh, Miles, thank you as always. Uh, you got some great deals. I tell you, I hope people take advantage of them because they're well worth it. So you guys have a great weekend and uh, we'll talk to you next week, okay? All righty, thank you. Thank you, Miles. All right, that was Miles Johnson from Foodland. Go check them out. Located right near the post office on West 7th Street. 
Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. And I'm going to promise you right now that you're not going to hear what you're about to hear anywhere else, because you don't hear no sounds like you hear, but dig this. As uh, Jimi Hendrix once said, because we like to tune up because we care. Brian Hartman, bust a little, bust a little butchy boy. For the living listener, those that are listening on uh, Twitter Spaces, the thousands and thousands and thousands that will dial that in already know what Brian's about to say. But for the rest of us, it's Butch Jones Festivus. Go ahead, Brian. So Arkansas State has won back-to-back games three in a row overall, but their last two wins have come against Southern Miss and UMass. And the year Butch got fired at Tennessee 2017, he had wins. Two of his four wins that year were over Southern Miss and UMass. He beat UMass in September and then Southern Miss late in November before he got fired a week later. You know, why is it that some guys just never learn and just wear it out? Like Gabe Kapler. Gabe Kapler did an okay job out there in San Francisco with no talent. But he's a butchy boy type. He loves to hear himself talk. And those people just wear people out, man. They just wear them out. Yeah, they they reduce their own shelf life. Weird. Uh, no, no question. That was part of what happened to to Butch here. They just rub people the wrong yep. way. Uh, I tell you, that thing that's out there, that's out there on Twitter. Somebody calling one of those Detroit sports shows oh. and suggesting that Bush Jones be the next head football coach at Michigan State, and that host just snapped. <laughs> oh my gosh, I saw that yeah last week. You know, Michigan State's such a mess, though, guys. Unless they buy somebody, they might end up they might end up on that level. That's a mess. People are talking about the guy from Kansas going there. We misread that game. Abino, Texas has Texas has a lot of talent. They kind of yes, overwhelmed that Kansas team. Yep, they may be about to break through that old Texas glass ceiling. Yep, maybe Texas and Texas A&M is about to do that. Who knows? I know one thing: that Texas Oklahoma game this weekend is going to be pretty good. Yeah, Oklahoma playing much better than anyone thought that they would too. So yeah, it's going should be a really really good. Red River Shootout. Hey, this ain't a bad weekend to sit around and watch a little football to go to the phones. Shout out to my Titan fans. Shout out to Ewad Cincinnati Bungles. They're back to being the Bungalies. Wow. How, how bad? Can you get a read on the Titans? But they look like they're a contender one week, and then they look like they're an expansion team the next week. Kind of like Holman Road. Holman Road splits. Kind of like the London Fog, Brian, your boys. The London Fog, who are back in London again this week. Everybody in the division's two and two. The London Fog. Bino Richardson playing good ball. Uh, he is Tony. He, uh, I mean, you know, he's got a long way to go through on the football, and he he has to adapt as to when to run and when to get down. Uh, but uh, he's. He gives me much more hope than anybody we've had since Philip Rivers. I'll say that. And Mike Tomlin needs to get asked the question 
Back to the phones we go. Hello and welcome in. Everybody Everybody runs out of time. And his time should be up in Pittsburgh because they're, they're brutal. That's unacceptable. Hello and welcome. And of course, my Eagles are undefeated, but, you know, whatever. Just another week day at the office for Eagle fans. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hi, you're live on the air. Hello? Yeah, hey, welcome in. Oh, my God, you know. Let me uh, let me put you on mute, I guess. Here, hold on. Yeah, put me there on mute. There we go. There we go. There you go. Sorry go ahead. I was, I was waiting so long. Anyways, I'm a diehard Vols fan. Back there was Peyton Manning time. So I was a little spoiled, I guess. Uh-huh. Uh, looking from the stands when I was a young kid. And, and now uh, I have to look at, uh, you know, our team, what they're doing here. But I wanted to, my question, I guess, to you guys is, um, how do you think that we did with mixing up run to pass uh, scenario and allowing to take the pressure off Milton, um, except a few times when they relied on him and put it back on his back again, but which I don't see him carrying the team. But but I, I think they did a better job at allowing him to not be the focus, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And I think if we can do that, and like you said earlier with Samson, you know, we need to get that guy in there, man, because he is the playmaker, and Milton's not the playmaker. So stop putting it on his back. We need to give it to the people that can do it when they when they when they got the bread. You know what I mean? That's kind of what I'm trying to get out here. So that and tell Milton to you know take a breath before he throws the long bomb, so he don't freaking throw anxiety into the the pass and overthrow it every damn time. All right. Other than that, sorry about the because we're there, but that's all I really wanted to say was uh, you know how you think we're we're mixing it up now. Thank you. I I think and and, and listen. I appreciate the call, and I hope you'll call us again. But but I I, I do think that. Bino's right. Maybe they flip the page. It's going to be fun to watch them try and try and match scheme with what they have because they're they're not going to be the long bombing mad bomber team that Hypel wants to be. They're just not. This is a running football team now. Yeah, they ran the ball forty times and threw it thirty-two, Tony. So uh, that's 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 a good mix. Uh, and I think our running game is our strength now. You know, we're going to have some games, uh, Georgia, probably Texas A&M, yep. where you're just not going to be able to line it up and run it 40 times. Uh, those days, they're going to have to rely a little bit more on, on Milton. Um, but uh, I, I, I think the mix has been real good, and I, I think they have adjusted as they need to. Uh, based on the fact that our quarterback play is not where it was when Hendon Hooker was here. The Dylan Sampson thing, Tony, um, he's obviously our most dynamic back. I think he had nine rushes and and three receptions. That's 12 touches. We need to get that up to about 17, uh, and I think we'll be good. I, I don't think we want to go to 20 or so because he's still playing at around 190 pounds. So. I, I do think he needs to be up to between 15 and 20 because he's our most dynamic playmaker. Back to the phones we go. Taylor Swift hasn't come up in first hour of the program. Thank God for Chef Boy RD. Hello and welcome into our next call. And she ain't coming up on this one. All right. Right. What's up? What's up? Who's your ball, Ryan? Don't, I didn't play football. Are you like on a earpiece or something or something to that because i don't hear you like i generally hear you i'm sorry let me let me get off of that yeah you're, 
You're good, man. Can you hear me now? You're back on that yeah. old uh, commercial. Go ahead. That's right. Got a royalty check coming my way, I'm sure. Um, I didn't play football time. I played basketball. And for our season, have the kind of season we want, to use a basketball analogy, the next three are like a foul shooter shooting three, and he's got to make two. And in that situation, the first one is always the most important one. Mm-hmm. So to me, this Texas A&M game is the most vital game of the season, which we're just going to have to let that yeah, what what, what the what the South Carolina win did, Rye? Yeah, is it allows us to now get in some really critical football games? Because if you lose that game, you almost like lose the moment, and yep. that's why getting that game was huge the other night. And the way Tennessee got it by overwhelming them has to make you feel pretty good. Uh, going forward now obviously things could have been better and that's what i'm guilty of i'm like holly i'm guilty of and i did this at halftime the other night i'm guilty of projecting last year on these guys when the fact is if these guys win nine games that's an a plus season there could be more wins on the table for them though that's the gonna be the fun thing here there could also be a couple more losses than we're expecting i mean these these guys could win seven i mean they're certainly capable of that as well it's going to be really fun to see how they do it, though. That's that's kind of where I'm at. Tony, I completely wasted that Teddy Roosevelt quote on you the other day, didn't I? You hadn't learned a dang thing. Well, why don't you repeat it? The Teddy Roosevelt quote is, Comparison is the thief of joy. Yep. This team is not last year. It ain't ever going to be last year. I have got. Let's be as good as this year's yeah. team can be. I got to remember that and tell my wife that when in her <laughs> brain she starts repeat, uh, comparing me to past boyfriends. <laughs> but go ahead, Ryan. Um, I will say this, and I know we're all Vols fans, but hats off to our hillbilly brethren to the North Kentucky. And I hope and I think this coaching staff did learn their lesson. It's amazing what you can do when you're not afraid of a team anymore. And that's, to me, when you say, everyone keeps talking about it. Why does Florida do this? To, or why does Kentucky do this to Florida? And then we do that to Florida. Kentucky, yep. Mindset. Kentucky was so not afraid of them, and we were. And, we ha- and since that game, we have coached and played completely different. So I choose to believe we're going to moving forward. But, hey, you guys have a great day. Here's my question for you guys in light of Ryan's call. Is it mindset or is it home field? Think about that. Uh, mindset or home field? Mindset or home field? Tennessee wasn't it's, afraid of them last it's year. Both. But they weren't it's, afraid it's of both. them last year. I think Cooper Mays guys being out and the fact that Tennessee's offensive line back in the summer wasn't any good came home to roost that night. Now, they're getting better, and they're starting to grow a little bit. They have some veteran players, and they should be getting better. And Cooper Mays being back made a huge difference. I think it was a lot more not having him than mindset. I don't think that this uh, hypo guy is afraid of people. What do you think, Bino? Mindset or home field? Which one was it? Uh, I don't think that, generally speaking, that uh, Heupel's teams play afraid. 
Uh, I think this was more mindset and not quite uh, the um, nowhere near the confidence in your quarterback that you had the year before. I think what happened with Kentucky is it is mindset and home field for them. I don't think they run them over like that in Gainesville. And they certainly don't play afraid against them at all. You know what's crazy, guys? Is how easy Kentucky made that look. You know, and that's we talked about it. That series was harder on them than it was on us. Yep. For like a 20-year period. Yep. Uh, what you have to do in order to escape that, though, is run off two or three wins, and that's what we haven't been able to do. Well, I, I'm, you know, putting it another way, Bino, Florida wasn't going – like, we played a great game last year against them in our magical season, and for some reason Florida still had a throw at the end zone. Florida wasn't getting a throw at yep. the end zone on them on Saturday. No. no. Florida was getting the living stuffing beat out of them. Maybe – like, like we haven't seen them get beaten by somebody in a long time. If I'm a Florida fan, and I'm looking at Billy Napier, and I know he didn't have any players. Like, we know that. You know that. I know that. We know he's recruiting well. That's the type of result that will make a fan base lose patience on you and get those big boosters howling to that AD that hired him and say to him, either he goes or you goes. See, that's how this works. Either he goes or you goes. That's the type of result being start does that. That can flip but that can flip the narrative very quickly. Yeah, it certainly makes people question the direction. Are we going in the right direction? Back to the phones we go. Hello and welcome into our next call. You are live on a Monday edition. Hi. How are my friends compatriots doing today? Tops, what's up? Well, it was a great win. My prayers go out to Brew McCoy. Oh. He is definitely a ball for life, and I know his parents were at the game, too. I just wish him the best and give him my prayers. That's all we can do right now at the moment. Uh, I do want to thank the 12th man, the crowd. I saw a pregame show where Tony Valls was on and said the 12th man would be the difference, and it, it really is, and it will be again the, uh, the A&M uh, game. Uh, I actually think I was watching that Kentucky-Florida game, and I'm thinking, I know our players, if they're not watching it, they know what's going on, and I think that made them mad, (laughs) angry. I don't know what you call it, because they're looking at Florida and saying, we lost to these guys, and I think that inspired us and the crowd for the South Carolina game seeing how bad Florida actually is. What do you guys think about that? Might be. Very possible. But Yeah, it could, could have been a factor, W. Lynn. I, I don't think that our crowd needed any more factor than what happened down there in Columbia last year. I, I knew without a shadow, without, I, I had no doubt uh, that yeah. uh, the fans were going to be ready for that game. Well, my, my goal is... Uh, to go two, two and one the next three games, A&M, Alabama, Kentucky. Do uh, you guys think that's a reasonable goal? I think that would be a 
Absolutely. If Tennessee does that, they're set up to have a really nice finish to the year. Yes. Yeah. That, that would be great. Uh, Tony Balls, uh, Tony, with your uh, idea of, of making him maybe a cheerleader, I don't know if you, you weren't here, but there used to be a wrestling team in the mid-'80s, yep. early-'80s, and they lost, their, they lost their team to provide cheerleading scholarships. You see, uh, you see, Tony Vall's name has already come up three times this hour. Yeah. And he's getting overexposed. I'm going to dock him $100,000 for every time his name comes up. So, I kind of thought under, under the parking garage, I call it the Stokely garage, where Stokely used to be. Yeah. I think they got a secret underground basement with where they print that money still. It's unreal, and man. O- Oh, Doug Dickey might pull out no wrestling scholarship and give it to Tony V. I'm telling you, but, uh, that little—I'd like to see that little Banny Rooster out there wrestling somebody. Hey, Bino, what weight division you think Tony Wiles would wrestle in? Like 95, 105, like I did in high school, or maybe 98? He's not gonna. You're let on me your say. own, Tony. He's not gonna like me saying that. You're on your own, Bino. <laughs> He's not gonna like me saying that on the air. Oh, Tony, I'm just kidding. We I'm just kidding, you, T. We, we love you, T. All 30 grand of you. <laughs> uh, let me give you some commercial statistics. If you remember, I, I commercials, the, the commercials. Commercials. All right, go ahead. The, yep. The Florida game, we had 54 minutes in the commercials. In the Titans game, we only had 38 minutes. 54 minutes versus 34 minutes. 38. That's 16 minutes. But they, the Titans also had those split screen commercials, like one-minute commercials yep. where the teams in the huddle or the referees yep. are talking, and the college game could do that. The Titans game was less than three hours, you know, total. Uh, plus, you know what you don't have in the college game? Uh, here's what you don't have. All those freaking constant constant replays that Bino loves so much. Don't you love them, Bino? Don't you love replay? And they got a review all up in the college game. Yeah. Every single You mean you don't have those in the NFL? You don't have those reviews in the NFL, right? Yeah, all you have, all college football is, is watching those damn guys. Every little close play is looked at and scrutinized. I'm like, guys, it ain't that important. Just make a call. Yeah, I mean... They'll absolutely mob squirrel wide on on a pass play, no call, and then they're over there reviewing something that who cares what the result of it was. He got, on the play there, everybody's talking about with Tony Valls, he got hugged, kissed. Uh, The guy turned his helmet sideways, and Squirrel White still caught the ball. Turned his helmet sideways. Yeah. (laughs) That was unbelievable, guys. Yeah. And, uh. I'm just so happy because I just I, I just told all my friends, my daughter, I said, we have to win this game. Gotta win. We got an open date. Yeah. And two weeks would be miserable if we lose. Oh, God, I would have not been here today. I'd be in the park right now playing music. W. Lynn, thank you. You're my man. I, I would have, thank you. I would have been literally sitting in the park playing and begging Bino and Brian to do today if we'd have lost. Because that is miserable.
And losing to that South Carolina bunch would have been miserable. We come back. Something happened the other night, personally, that watered my soul, and I want to share it with you. And and it involves a a legacy Vol, his role on this team, and I just, and Bino's going to think I'm a simpleton, but I find it soul-watering as we continue after this. I think of Eric Clapton in his country period from the early 70s as we continue after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. 
My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, memsmodernlandscape.com. That's memsmodernlandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Don't put off getting your oil changed, Columbia. Take 5 is faster than you think. There's no appointment needed and no waiting room. Yep, you heard that correctly. Take 5 is so fast, you don't even have to get out of your car. Visit their newest location at 1203 South James Campbell Boulevard and take advantage of their $15 off grand opening special. That's right, $15 off any oil change, Columbia. Take 5, the stay-in-your-car 10-minute oil change. They're faster than you think. Built to win. Ball game, Alabama wins. Built for championships. Heading for the pylon, get the race, wins the race, touchdown Alabama. Built by Bama. The Crimson Tide play here. Join us Saturday as the Crimson Tide take on Texas A&M at Kyle Field. Our coverage begins at 11.30 on your home for Alabama football. The Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. And now, back to boo. My circadian rhythms and my body clock are such that uh, this is generally the time when Josh Hyper's meeting the media. But we've got to fill this hole. It's kind of where we are here. This is a, we're in crisis mode. So how do you fill the hole? Well, we're going to highlight a couple things here. First of all, I want to get into a tradition unlike any other at the University of Tennessee. Then I'm going to flip it to Brian, and then we're going to turn it back to Oak Ridge High School. But we're not here to bore you with any Oak Ridge talk. Trust me. Bino will like this. Um... Eric Clapton wrote a song about this called Laid Down Lineman, No Need to Leave So Soon. I love it when the Vols quick score. That pass goes down. The uh, Here comes his name again with Tony Vols jumping over there with Squirrel White, and they walk into the end zone. Extra point goes up, and who goes down? That poor Lampley kid whose job is to lay on the ground. I got time for that. I'm here to tell you that is worth celebrating. That's we love the lay down lineman here. Now he'll, he'll be leaving, you know, go, moving on to other things, and a new lay down lineman will replace him. And we need to celebrate our lay down lineman because that's a role. And if you don't think we're doing that, it's the same guy with the same injury. Bino, did you notice here night? They actually went over to him and were, like, toggling around with his knee brace. Like, they made it like a seven-minute affair the other night. It wasn't just a couple minutes. They actually, he really laid there the other night, which is really fun. Really, really fun. I just think it's been a real courageous effort on Lampley's part to continue on. <laughs> I think they ought to make it official and get, like, a couple of young kids, like a Dookie Hauser looking young kid and a couple other ones, and just run them out there to look at him. 
But you're, you're right. I mean, they they stretched that thing. I thought they were going to bring the car down. It was incredible. They were over there with his brace, and they were, you know, and and then uh, and then and then uh, Hypo comes out there, and he's bent over talking to him. I'm like, what in the Grand Wizard of Wrestling and Lou Albino would have been proud of that? Are you kidding me? Lance spent so much energy on that that Dane Davis got hurt on the next one. <laughs> and that was my favorite. After Kamal hadn't picked that ball off, there's Dane Davis over there. He's laying down now because the other guy's got to eat. The other guy's out acting hurt. You know, this happens all quick, so quickly. So the other guy's. <laughs> and Dane Davis gets to lay down. I love that. I am for the laydown lineman. I'm for the. I just want to say right now, Josh Heupel, if you're listening, we love you and we love the laydown lineman. That is a tradition unlike any other. Nobody else has a laydown lineman. Texas A&M can have their twelfth man. We got the laydown lineman. Brian Hartman. Speaking of other SEC brethren, here comes your wraparound. Hit it, Bry. Well, the LSU defense has given up 155 points through their first five games, and that's the most they've given up through five games to start a season since 1893, since LSU began playing football in 1893. Now, Bino, it's the most they've ever given up They've brought through five some, games. They brought some guy back. I think his name is it Jenkins, Bry? Pete Jenkins? No, that isn't right. What's the guy's name, the uh, defensive line? I think it is Jenkins. I think it Pete is Jenkins. His name is Jenkins. He's like 82 years old. 83 years old, Bino. They brought him back to coach our defensive line. Do you have a thought on any of this? Is Jimmy Brumball not available? Jimmy Brumball. Brian, where, where is Jimmy Brumball? For some reason... I want to believe that Jimmy Brumball is coaching the Cleveland Browns right now. I want to take this thing full circle. Jimmy Brumball is the guy that Scully, Scully boy, fired at halftime of a football game. He's no longer with us. Jimmy's Jimmy's no longer with us. What year was that, Brian? I want to go back here. I want to check my timelines here with being That was uh, 2000, I think. No, 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 no. The LSU 2020. Number, the, no, the LSU oh, number. All right, Bino, now i got to ask you this as an Oak Ridge historian, 1893. Is that about the time that Red Grange starred over there at Oak Ridge when he came out? <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Now, what was the story on that? Wasn't that one of Mark Packer's gals one night said that? And do you remember oh, who it, it was? I, I don't. I thought it was Packer's production it way was. back when, but it was a locally televised it was. high school game, and they had they had a, a trivia question, and the young lady that was the sideline reporter <clears throat> said there had been two Heisman Trophy winners that had played at Blankenship Field in Oak Ridge, and who were they? And Spurrier was one, and the guy got Spurrier, but they couldn't get the other one. And finally, the girl said, it was Red Grange. <laughs> I mean, Red Grange was like 70 years old when Oak Ridge was invented. 
when he started. I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Back to our busy phones we go. Don't believe everything you read on Google, and we'll get our next call in. And uh, by the way, you think the guy down there at LSU with the fake Southern accent, speaking of really bad fakes, family, you think he's going to find out how much he's going to love the LSU family as the year unfolds here, Beanstar? Because that team sucks, okay? When Whiffin Lane Kiffin beats you in a semi-signature game, I'm calling that a semi-signature win for Whiffin Lane Kiffin because that LSU team's getting ready to lose a bunch of games. When he beats you, you got problems. Uh, <laughs> well, he's, he's going to find out that. I know he was at Notre Dame, and they have a, I mean, they they obviously have a great fan base, uh, but I, I don't I don't think there's anywhere uh, where the patience runs shorter than it does in the Southeastern <laughs> Conference. So, uh, uh, and Jimmy Brumball, by the way, is the defensive line coach at Coastal Carolina. Boom! That's right, Jimmy Brumball at Coastal, over there on uh, the staff that replaced Jamie Chadwell who we had on the air on Thursday, and they're back in action this week, and I will play them the cover because they are a cover machine. Back to the phones we go. Hello and welcome in. TLD Logistics phone lines. I'm not sure if we're doing a TLD Logistics overdrive overtime, so get your calls in now, and we get our next call in on this Monday. Hello and welcome in. Hey, good afternoon. It's Tennessee Wolf. Hey, Wolfie. Hey, I tell you what, if there's ever a picture-perfect symbol or picture for the way that South Carolina played Tennessee this weekend, it'd be that guy that was arrested for his pants that kept falling down in the stands. Uh, that might be... Uh, that guy's got some issues, I would say. That's an understatement of the year. Anyway, though, Tony, I tell you what, um, I like the way Tennessee uh, played that game. They, mm-hmm. they they ran it. They knew what the weakness was. They went for it. And that's what I like about Heifel compared to some of these other dummies that we've had in here is this guy know how, knows how to adapt, make changes, and it finds ways to beat these teams. Being said, with Florida, in yep. some ways, I wonder, had that game been here, we probably might have beat them and, pro- and probably would have beat them decisively because that's a bad football team. Mindset or home field? I'm on mindset. I'm on home field over mindset uh, in that Florida game. People want to blame the mindset and say, well, you know, Tennessee's afraid of them. I just don't think this guy's going to let his kids do that. I just don't think so. Here's the thing with this team, Tony, is this team could end up beating Texas A&M at home. Then they could they could uh, go to end up you know losing to Alabama and even Kentucky on the road, and then come back next month and beat Georgia at home. And then go That's lose. That's what this team reminds yeah. me of. This team's capable of playing up and playing down. We've seen it. They're they're capable of losing to that Missouri bunch too. Matt doesn't want to hear that. That Missouri bunch, that freshman quarterback, they're growing. They're growing him right along. They got a nice little club. Missouri does. They're not terrible. Dino, have you seen them? They're not terrible. They're okay. Uh, I've, I've watched them, Tony, and uh, that's uh, 
to me, that's that's a scary game. Yep. Uh, and we we may, I hope we don't, but uh, we we may regret kind of stomping on them a little bit last yep. year. I agree with that. That's a good point because you know we did we did that and there, and trust me when we just like um, we were fired up for South Carolina when they come in here. Trust me, they're going to be fired up. They're going to remember, and they're going to be fired up when we go up there. So that's a that's a dangerous game. I mean that that Kentucky game they look really good. We'll see. I mean it could be they could be just imposters again. Florida may be that bad, but the way um, but but the way it is on the SEC on the road this year. Anything's possible, and I mean, really, when it comes down to it, now that's where these home games are going to be so important. This Texas A&M—they've got to get that one. That one, and that's a very, very winnable game. In fact, to be honest, Tony, I look at this schedule. No team really, I can say, is a loss because Georgia—they're—they're they're inconsistent. Alabama very inconsistent, and with these teams the way they're playing, I really just don't see a very dominant SEC team this year, like in years past. Like with Georgia, where Georgia to go up against Texas or some, or Oregon or some of these other big teams, I think they get demolished. I think Georgia this year, as John Adams said on Garza Law, fifth quarter fan reaction, is in grave danger. The Southeastern Conference is in danger of not having a playoff team this year. If you look at the landscape in college football right now, that's where this thing is heading because I I don't I just look at Georgia and they're not an elite football team right now they're just not no they're not Tony and here's something else too one thing one other final point before I get off here the defense I am really pleased what I'm seeing I mean they have made some tremendous strides this year we were we were wondering what they'd be like with a good defense and uh, I think the defense is going to help carry us a lot the rest of the way. The offense is going to do what do its thing. But, you know, it's just, to me, just an average offense. But when you get that defense playing like it is, this team this team does have some good potential to have a pretty good year. I'm out the door, guys. Thank, Thank you, you, my brother. Front seven for Tennessee's much improved, runs a lot better. Veterans in the secondary are scary. Yeah, I agree, Tony. Sorry. I, Tony, when I look at this Texas A&M game, I'm not sure how many matchups I favor us in, but I really, really like the spot. I mean, A&M's going to be coming off the biggest game of their season, and they're going to be playing their seventh game in a row. Uh, and it's going to be in Neyland. I, I really like the spot for Tennessee. And we'll repeat this ad nauseum this week because it's fun to talk about because you could argue either side of it. Personally, I'm cheering for A&M this weekend. I want them coming in here rolling. Why, Tony? Their history is that they will get an NIL deal with Cadbury, and they will drop a big, huge egg right in the middle of that stadium. Chocolate. Do you like yours, Bino, with the coconut in it? Were you a big coconut egg fan at Easter time? Or do you like chocolate? No, sir, I'm not a coconut. I'm not a coconut eater, Tony. I, I never asked Brian this, but I'm thinking he's. I'm leaning toward that he is. Brian, do you like those coconut chocolate eggs? Brian Hartman. No, I I don't like coconut. Does anybody eat anything. those freaking things? I I don't like coconut. Why well, is a kid, man? 
and my mom, I love my mom. When I would cut that, when I would take a bite of that egg, because you don't know what's inside those things, you know, like they're in, they were in the basket or whatever. And you bite into that, you want to spit it right out. Let's go back to our phones. Hello and welcome into our next call on a Monday. Tony B. Yo. Bingo. Hey, it's Richard. Hey, Richard. Oh, hey, Richard. Hello. Good to talk to you guys. Well, I tell you what, Tony, I was thinking about you all last week because last uh, last Saturday we went down to the beach for an entire week. So, you know, I was down at the beach for the Tennessee-San Antonio game, so that's why I didn't end up talking that whole week with you guys. And, of course, we just had this wonderful game. So there you go. got a chance to recharge. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, and I tell you what, Tony, going to the beach it, that that week, there's nobody. It, it, there's only a fourth of the people there, so it's uh, a wonderful time to actually go down there and relax. But uh, hey, uh, talking uh, a little bit uh, Tennessee and and just what we're seeing now going forward. Uh, first of all, uh, great great dub uh, defense dominant over. South Carolina, except for one play. Uh, you know, they're going to have to get their attention to coming out into the third quarter because this is two straight games where they come out of halftime and the defense lacked concentration and gave up two scores. And that can't continue. That, that's got to be stopped. Um, but besides that, it was a complete whip um, as the, the defensive line is just uh, having a field day. And, and especially when you throw rookie offensive linemen out there like South Carolina have, it, it's just it, it's a recipe for disaster, and uh, we victimized that. And uh, um, talking about you know going forth with this team offensively, and you think about what we got to do. Hopefully, Joe Milton gets better enough over the the off week because Tony, with us now having to rechange and retool a little bit of our offense, understand where we are with our downfield throwing game. Uh, Joe Milton, for us to 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 win some of these bigger games coming, uh, Joe Milton's got to be involved with the running game because you've got to take some of the pressure off those inside tackle runs. Uh, you can't expect uh, Wright to be as good as he's been, in which he's been outstanding, and Dylan's been outstanding, and and you just can't expect them to just to continue to, you know, average seven yards of carry in between the tackles if your quarterback's not a threat to run against Texas A&M or. Some of these other defenses we're going to play, they're they're going to have to have to get it at them. Uh, that's just all there is to it um, to to make it continue to grow. And uh, and I hope that we also see um, up through this bye week that we put Dylan Sampson maybe a little bit out wide, uh, maybe use him a little bit in the slot, flip squirrel over there to where Brew was, and. Uh, and get Dylan Sampson on the field that way as well, and getting him some of those quick throws out there and letting him make plays. Just got to start just again changing up some things to to take advantage of what this team can do well um, going forward. Dylan Sampson in a slot is a great idea because he he is a nice receiver of the football out of the backfield. Plus, he's a guy that gets upfield rather quickly. So I I think. Uh, that is a, I think that is a, is a worthy consideration in terms of the other night. You know, if Tennessee doesn't give up that quick score to that back, the Division Two player, which is kind of a neat story. You know, there's a kid that goes into the portal from Division Two football, and he'll have a highlight, something to remember for the rest of his life. 
taking that ball back in a night game in Neyland Stadium. I mean, that's kind of what it's all about when you think about it. It's a shame it happened at our expense. But Tennessee really needs to quit doing that. They need to quit. Uh, and that's just a lapse in concentration, to your point. That's all that is. Oh, yeah. Horrible run fits on that. That was that was the worst run fit I've, I've seen mm-hmm. in years, uh, the way they fitted that. And it's just, again, it was a lack of concentration. Um, as they are, it's good to see Elijah Simmons get back on the field and start working off some of the rust. We're going to need him going down the stretch um, on defense and just adds more depth to the line. Yep. And um, so, you know, it's just going to be different watching this Tennessee team, you know, adjust now to being we're going to be a physical football team that tries to beat you up on both sides of the ball of going forward. And here's one thing I will say, you know, as everybody's talking about expectations and last year's team, Tony, I'm going to go a step further. Tennessee's, I want you to take Hendon Hooker healthy all year. Tennessee's football team last year would, would lap not only the SEC, but I think they would be national champions when I see all of college football. I think that's how – I agree with that. Football is down as a whole this year. Matt, There's no team that just says, wow, they're great. Matt Dixon said it, and Richard, I appreciate this. He said the other day, we were one year early to the party. If you had taken that exact team and put them on the field this year, they would have blown the world out. As it was, they almost got to the playoff last year out of nowhere. They would have blown out college football this year. I agree with that. They would have made the swamp not matter at all. Oh, they would have beaten them so badly. I'll tell you something else. You give this Tennessee team, as it's currently constructed, the quarterback from from uh, South Carolina, and nobody touches this team. Nobody. Because he can run around back air, keep plays alive. Now, he threw a couple balls up for grabs. How are you not, how are you not going to throw a couple balls up for grabs? When you're pressured and chased as much as he was the other night, anybody would have thrown a couple balls up for grabs the other night with as little help as he's getting on offense. You know, how much fun would the Vols be with that kid at quarterback? Can you imagine trying to defend that? It it would make a huge difference, Tony. One of the few uh, predictions that I've gotten right was uh, he did have a – Return of Steve Tannehill night here. We we made his night miserable. Absolutely, just like we did in '93. I thought about uh, you, I, Bino. I thought about you a couple times when they dinged him and got him on the ground a couple times. And as hard as they hit him when they hit him, and a couple times ends met at the quarterback on him, which you know that's an absolute nightmare for any kid in Neyland Stadium trying to play quarterback, especially in one of those night games. When those ends converge at the quarterback like they did a couple times, you know he was thinking to himself, I'd rather be anywhere but out here. The thing that gets me about him, though, is not one time did I see him show up one of his teammates. Not one time. Not one time. I mean, I'm telling you right now, I walk away from that game, and I know he threw a couple balls up for grabs, and the Kamal Haddon pick kind of changed game and all that stuff. I walk out of that game with a lot more respect for him, having seen him. He, he was really impressive to me in terms of just being a one-man team the other night. Here's a uh, here's another idea. Yeah. 
Why not let D. Williams move in there to the receiver rotation? Why not? I don't know. Or put him in. I agree, Brad. Put him in a spot where you just get him the ball quickly. They they line him up back, bring him in motion, and flip the ball to him. I mean, this offense needs some juice. Now they're going to do it running the ball, but they really have to figure out a way to get playmakers the football in space. And then who are your playmakers? You're right, Bill. You're right, Bri. I'll be surprised if they don't do some of that with Samson and Williams in that. Uh, this That's what they're going to use. Surely that's what they're going to use us off week for, right? You would think. Back you know, up. Tony, one, one area where uh, Cooper Mice just made an immediate impact was our short yardage. And I know South Carolina's not very good up front, but neither was anyone else that we had played up to this point. We couldn't run the ball uh, effectively in short yardage situations. And uh, with with him at center and Ollie back at guard, uh, we took care of business on those when those situations arose Saturday night. You're right on the money. By the way, SEC Mike tweeted this out. We need to get SEC Mike on this week. Why do these college football teams always line up in that freaking shotgun? I don't know. Fourth and like five inches. I saw, uh, I can't remember the game. I should have written it down. It's like foot, fourth and a foot and a half. And you snap the ball back seven yards? And everybody we, knows what you're going to do? What in the world? We got to go brotherly shove like your team does, Tony. Our quarterback's big as a mountain. Put him behind center and put those guys behind him and just maul everybody. Yeah, put your lay-down lineman back there and shove him forward. Everybody fall down all at once. Just fall forward. Let's go back to our phones. Hello and welcome into our next call on the TLD Logistics Hotline. You're live on the air. Hi. Tony Bino, Brian, Joshy Boy. Under wings. Joshy Boy. Hey, Bino, what did you think about that uh, birthday lock I gave you this Saturday? Fantastic. Gave me Kentucky, Tony. He's giving me – Joshy Boy's giving me a lock every week that's hit. Every week. Yep. But, uh, Tone, I've been uh, – hey, 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 Joshy time. Boy, hey, Joshy Boy, that yeah. keeps up. And Winners and Losers presented by our friends – at Miller Light's going to have Joshy Boy in there and not Nashville Lee. What do you think? What, what do you think of those apples, are big you, boy? Are you trying to rip Nashville Lee? No, I'm ripping him. I'm not trying to rip him. I'm ripping him. Continue. You're ripping. I love you, Lee, but uh, Tony, I I haven't been preaching this to you, but I, I love you, Lee, but not enough to defend you, Lee. I love you. Say it, Joshua boy. I love you, Lee, but not enough to defend you. I li- I love you, Lee, but not enough to defend you. Continue, Joshua boy. I'm sorry, Tony. I've been preaching this forever, not to you on the show, but as big as Jill Milton is, like Bino said, they should do the brother brotherly shove on every. Fourth and short, and every third and short. Well, you know, I see many college teams continue to do it. The Butchie Boy, 
method. The butchery boys. Fourth and short, and let's snap it back in a shotgun and just let those linebackers shoot the gap, the safeties. Everybody's coming. Everybody's coming. So, so dumb. And, uh, you mentioned butchery boy, Tony. He actually won Saturday. He's won three games on the season. Butchie Boy is yeah. coming. He's got it turned around. Yeah. Those fans should be happy with that. They really should be. If he wins seven, they should be happy there. Tony, do you think teams are going to start committing to the run that we play in uh, the past? We'll open it up like uh, our wide receivers getting wide open. It's a good, you know, it's a, it's a good thought. I mean, if Tennessee continues to be proficient in the run, Surely it's got to make their passing game better. Bino thinks that Milton took a step the other night. That's what he said earlier. Yeah, I do too. Tony, uh, do you think uh, this Nimrod kid, do you think he can step up and make some big plays? I hope so because he dropped one right in his hands the other night. These receivers have to quit dropping balls that are right in their freaking hands. I mean, I was glad they went back to him, Tony, and gave him the second opportunity. He made a pretty nice catch. Amen, so. Bino. He did. You know, there's a yeah. ball in the corner of the end zone that um, Keaton gets both hands on. It would have been a great catch. Every once in a while, it'd be nice to see our receivers come down with a ball like that. Yeah, Tony. Uh, Rusty said this a lot, but why have? Uh, Rusty Not Pike. only SEC officials, but other officials in college football. Why do you think they swallow their whistles a lot when there's obvious pass interference or holding? They're trying to speed the game up. I, I really believe that that's been a point of emphasis here. So I think in that regard, I think Rusty Pipe's right. What do you think, Beanstar? I think Rusty Pipe's got a good point. Uh, it, it does appear to me, Tony, uh, that they're allowing more in the secondary than they've ever allowed before. Yeah. It hasn't led to a quicker game, though, because we've jammed so much more commercial inventory into these games. Plus, everything's reviewed. Somebody told me the other night uh, on Gar's Law Fifth Quarter Fan Reaction that the line judge back there, the back judge or whomever that was, was going to throw the whisk, going to throw the flag, if the ball wasn't brought down by Squirrel White. I didn't see him reaching for a flag. Did look to you, Bino, like he was getting ready to flag that? I didn't see. Uh, it did not. That, that was down on our end, and we were astonished that there wasn't a flag thrown. That dude turned his helmet around after hugging him, doing the bump with him, and dancing with him. He was like grinding up next to him. He was grabbing him, holding him, did everything but kiss his neck. Yep. Yes. Tony, uh, out the door. Yep. I know uh, last year sometime, Barney Boy called in and complained about why do you why did you have Tony Vols on? He hadn't called back since. Barney Boy, I'm gonna rip you, brother. Basilio can have Tony Valls on whenever the hell he wants because he's a great baseball coach and you need to shut the hell up. Go! 
That's called, now we've had some delayed reactions around here. <laughs> a one year later delayed reaction rip job is something that I've, well, in, in the immortal words of this program, I got time for that. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job and fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. 
Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Football season is here, and that means tailgating starts now. Come see us at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, and let us help you get your backyard game ready. We are open Monday through Friday from 7 to 7, and on Saturday from 8 to 4. Go Vols! I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Save-A-Lot Food, serving Columbia since 1994, is celebrating their grand reopening at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard with amazing deals, and you can even register for prizes. Open from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. seven days a week. Check out our weekly flyers for great deals on your favorite products. Save-A-Lot stores are 100% employee-owned and operated and proud to be local. Save-A-Lot Food Stores. Shop the dot. Save-A-Lot. I got our favorite grocer on the line, Miles Johnson. How are you doing today? Well, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, buddy. It's a nice day out there. It's not too hot, but uh, I know the deals are hot at Foodland. Oh, yeah, they're great here at Foodland. The one that runs all through the week includes T-bone steaks, four ninety nine a pound, whole boneless pork loins, two thirty nine a pound, iceberg lettuce, two for three, Heinz ketchup, two for six, Heinz mustard, two for five. Wow, great deals right there. Again, you guys are located right there in West 7th. You're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. till 9 p.m. Very convenient, very easy in, easy out. Uh, Miles, thank you as always. Uh, you got some great deals. I tell you, I hope people take advantage of them because they're well worth it. So you guys have a great weekend and uh, we'll talk to you next week, okay? All righty, thank you. Thank you, Miles. All right, that was Miles Johnson from Foodland. Go check them out. Located right near the post office on West 7th Street. Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. And now, back to B. Ten in front of the hour. We were, we were laughing with each other during the break here. Being O'Brien and myself is so fun. What a great time to be alive and well here. Back to our phones we go. Just glad I don't have Kurt Schilling as a friend. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hello, Bobby. Good hey, welcome you, in. You know, I hope you're having a really good Monday, and I hope you're yeah, feeling you better. Too. I heard you didn't feel well the other day. Thank night. you. Thank you. Tough, man. Uh, what a great atmosphere on Saturday. Danny White and all the things that he has done well has done that really well. That was so much fun. It was just great. Phenomenal, it was man. so much fun. And... Uh, I don't know if you guys caught They played War Pigs before introducing the players. I thought that was fun. Uh, I thought that was very unique. Uh, and watch uh, God, that Brew McCoy thing. That's just gutting. He He's my favorite player on this team. Mm. And you, you said it in your blog, Tony. He's just been a model citizen since he's been here. What a guy. Mm. And it just sucks that it happened to his family. And his family is so kind. They always we sit right where everybody walks up from the players, and they're always so polite. 
And it was just seeing them walk out of the stadium was pretty, pretty hard to watch as a family. I'll tell you, man, it's, um, these are kids out there. These are kids with families. And we forget that, don't we? Yeah, we sure right, do. At least I'm, I'm, gu- I'm guilty of I'm it. I'm guilty really of it. Badly. For sure. Um, uh, you know, it's great. It was good to get a good win. Um, that South Carolina team's not great. But it goes to what you said earlier, and I give you credit. You said it early in the year. Nine and three is a really solid accomplishment and should be an A for this team. Do you, are you still a on plus, that? man. Or a plus. That's an A plus season, nine and three. Now, okay. that said, this team could go 11 and one right now from here. I mean, the league's not very, the league's not great. <clears throat> Nobody's great. I actually, a bunch of teams. Obviously, I think our toughest game left is at Alabama because it's at Alabama. Then I would probably put Georgia as two. But 2A is going to be up in Lexington. I know a lot of we poo-poo uh, Kentucky because we're Tennessee and they're Kentucky. But they're, they don't stink. Not this year. And Devin Leary is a really nice player and he does some things. But I, I think we'll play ball control. That Whatever that game is, over-under, take the under because I don't think there's going to be many points scored. I think it's going to be a slobber knocker type old school game. Um, but yeah, that's so, really all I had. Well, listen, Tony, I, I hope you have a great day. Thank you, brother. You too. People smarter than me have said, and I think this is right, that the only two games you really know what's going to happen are you're giving me your tickets for that Connecticut game because we need them, and we're way short. So we really need some help. Yamachi Tail. I'm getting worried about that. We're a month out. But we know what's going to happen in that game. And then the team down in Nashville who's making improvements to their stadium by adding four exits. We know what's going to happen in that game. Other than that, the rest of the schedule, you could tell me any result. And I'll go, oh, okay, I believe that. Any result in any of the games left. Shake them up. You, you'd say there's five of them, Bino? Five of those? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. You go four and one in those. Okay, I believe it. You go one and four in those. We have a Texas A&M time. I, I I know how to read Brian through the years. Go ahead, Brian. No, I was going to um, oh. say that I was wrong about that LSU stat. That that's the second most they given up. The, the 168 points in 2020 for the first five games is the most they given up. What what now, Matt Dixon? Can you get in here and scream at him? What? Say that again in English, and then we'll go back to the phones. The 155 points LSU gave up to the first five games is actually the second most in program history behind the 2020 team. You interrupted us to say that? I thought you were going to give me the LSU. Bino, didn't you think when he said okay like that that we had a, we had a time on the Texas A&M game? Isn't that what you thought, Bino, tell the truth? I really didn't have any thought, Tony. Mark the tape. Back to the phones we go. Hello and welcome in. Yo, what's up, Thomas Lee, man? Hey, what's up, Lee? Lee? How you doing? Hey, Lee. We've been speaking highly of you. Joshy boy was ripping you, but I'm in your corner. Uh, Joshy boy knows what's up. Yeah, he knows where his bread's buttered. I tell you, man, your Eagles, man, are lucky. Paddleboat Ron was was coaching yesterday, and can you believe he didn't go point. for two at the end of that game? Can you imagine that? 
Can you imagine that? What was he doing? Like, when, when you're a nine-point underdog on the road. Hello? Like, like you can't play straight up with, with the team you're playing. Like, you don't have a chance. Like, you know, like you're bringing a knife to a gunfight. You have a chance to win the game. Both, like of my, hey, both of my brothers texted me that were watching it along and said, we lose. He's going to go for two and score here. And he kicks an extra point. They scored in the last play of the game. First of all, the Eagles tactically made the mistake of going with a double move for a touchdown instead of kneeling the ball down in the middle of the field and kicking a field goal with a guy that never misses with time expiring. Yep. That's what they should have done. Then they give them the ball with like a minute 35 and a timeout. And this this uh, kid is growing up here. Uh, Hal kid is growing up at, at quarterback for them. And they go down the field and score. And he kicks the extra point. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, it's, it's an epidemic of just bad coaching all around. I mean, you said it. Like, it's cool. A.J. Brown, I know he wants to score touchdowns. But... Catch the ball, go down to one yard line, and you 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 end the game. You know that that happened in college. Happened with uh, Notre Dame. Happened with Ole Miss. Yep. Like these, it's no IQ with any any of these coaches or players. Well, Lane Kiff, and I'll give him credit. He was really upset when they scored quickly the other night. He was uh, he was mad when his guy didn't get down. So I'll give him credit there. Well, li- listen to this, James Franklin. This is the third time now this year that he clearly knows what the spread is and and, and has pulled this stuff. Listen, he was like a 27-point favorite against I, Northwestern. They're off by like 20, I, 22. Did you yes. see that? Me, did you see what he did? Me and C were watching it live because he had a bet on it, and he was cussing, screaming, and yelling at James Franklin throwing that ball in the end zone at the end. He, he absolutely brought in his backup quarterback. Yes. Yes, and ran a, a fake spike and threw a touchdown to cover the spread. I saw like, what I saw. It was a fake spike. And I was told you're not allowed to do that anymore. They've allegedly outlawed that. They disguised the fake spike like it was a fake run, but he yeah. looked like he was both running and 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 kneel. it was a fake kneel down is what it was. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. And Just. He did the kneel-down motion and popped back up and threw the ball in the end zone as if to say to his big boosters, I got you covered over here. Yep. Hey, feed your fan base and forget everybody else. There you go. I don't blame him. Feed your fans, man. Because he's got Ohio State and Michigan coming up. I guess he knows time to feed my fans. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's crazy. Three times this year. But anyway, yeah, this SEC is crazy, man. Like, it's it, – it, it, it's kind of all worked out the way I thought, except Georgia is a little bit worse than what I thought. I mean, that being said with Georgia, like, what I don't, their, their run defense is just, everybody in the world knows Auburn can't throw the ball. Yep. But yet, Georgia still couldn't stop them from nope. running it. Nope. I mean, they were running zone reads with Peyton Thorne, and he was beating them to the edge around Georgia's athletes. Like, it's, it's, it's really odd, man. But, but I'll say this, I, I do give Carson Beck a lot of credit for, like, not folding and, and hanging in there in the fourth quarter. And, like, he didn't panic. I mean, he goes through his wreath. And, and, oh, yeah, they still have Brock Bowers, best player in the best player in the league, which nobody can stop. So, I mean, 
Like, they're not as good as I thought they were, but they're still, I think, I still, they're still better than everybody else. Every time uh, Bowers gets the ball in his hands, they ought to chant MVP, MVP, because yeah. he's crazy how good he is. Yeah. It's like well, watching a Hall of, of Fame MVP, player. But go ahead. Yeah. Speaking of MVP, you know, on the defensive side in the SEC, this Texas A&M, like, defensive line uh, hello. might be the best in the country. Like, he- the Jamar Turner kid hello. is – I think the best player in the, in the SEC defensively. They, and Walter Nolan is becoming a stud. They scare me. That game is scary. They could swallow us. I really believe yeah, that. We need them to win. I, I, I think they'll win. I think they'll Come on, guys. Them. We need them to win. That's so true because yeah. they will not handle the spot well. They will not. That's who they are. I don't think, I don't think so either. I mean, oh, my God. I agree with Luke. I need to reevaluate. Like, yeah. <laughs> their, their wide receivers scare me against. 